Hi, it's Larry Herb, Xbox's Major Nelson. Welcome to the official Xbox podcast. We've got the gang together. Let me open up them barn doors. Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> the barn doors. This, this is why it took okay. Larry like 20 minutes to get the show set up, because he was fighting the right animation. <laughs> That's not true. This is actually a new animation. I was like, ooh, barn doors. I like the animations. Thank Keeps you. things spicy. <laughs> I got it right, Jeff. Look. Uh, Great job, Larry. Uh, my name is Malik. Apparently, I didn't even notice Wait. that during the record last week. <laughs> well, yeah, when we when we had Malik in a, uh, last week or a couple of weeks ago, we um, yeah, it was not, not. I forgot to change that. So, but I've I've, I've redone everything. And I think that's why desk. I rebuilt everything. That's probably why everything's kind of messed up right now. We're having some off-air mm. technical issues. Anyway, great to see you all. Hello, New York. <laughs> Hello, happy Friday. <laughs> happy Friday. Hello, Jeffrey. Hi. <laughs> what that's are you wearing? It. Is that is that an Obsidian shirt? Yeah, they sent me one a few. I was supposed to be in like a. I, I, I was participating in a charity stream with them in December. They're like, oh, oh we'll send you that, an yeah. Obsidian shirt. And I was like, I would love an Obsidian shirt. And nice. I'm wearing it. You certainly are. Disclaimer Pretty, it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't nothing. mean <laughs> no, we're making an officer of the sea. It's just a shirt and it's very comfortable and here's it's clean. What, actually, it does mean something. <laughs> yeah. You forgot to do laundry, so you're at the back of the closet. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, no, what it is, is this is the first warm couple of days we've had in Seattle. So that's why it's, you know, it's time for the gun show. Oh, that's please. my elbow. It's time <laughs> oh, for the elbow oh, show. And yeah. I'm in a small box. I can't be contained. All right, now I have a big box and I'm under pressure. So anyway, no. my, a short sleeve. This was the first one out of the closet. So You know Excellent. what? I feel like. I, I really enjoyed back when we were on campus, like people would wear a lot of different gaming shirts and like nerdy shirts. And I kind of miss that. I will admit I left most of mine back in Seattle in storage and well, I, you know, didn't I bring them you, to New York. But as somebody who's as somebody who's been in New York and spent a lot of time in New York over the years, that's not quite New York style. I mean, you got to have the black shirt like you got right now. And the, you know, so it's, yeah, the gaming gear is, doesn't quite roll in New York. Some parts in New York, some parts in New York, I should say. Yeah, there were like my my roommate and I both talked about like the the Microsoft Office, uh, you know, the way that people would dress with the Patagonia blue jeans and then just like a sweater, and then that was like the uniform. Uh, you yep. know, throw in a couple gaming hoodies or gaming t shirts for people like us. But now in New York, it's like everyone dresses so much nicer. So well, that's why when I noticed <laughs> yeah. when I moved from the East Coast to the West Coast, it was the first five years. I'm like, what is wrong with these people? Everybody wears fleece. <laughs> Everyone's comfortable. Yeah. What's wrong with these people? Yeah, you're the first person that I've seen remotely wearing a button-up shirt in like a couple of weeks. I think. <laughs> I I, I want to, you know, the the listeners have taken their time and their energy to download or watch the show, and I want to make sure that I'm, you know, giving back to them. Sensible, so. yeah. You're yeah, okay. you're wearing shorts though. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, no one needs to. Know. Oh, I called him out. My, the guest was landed. It was I'm super actually effective. wearing sweatpants. So, <laughs> well, welcome to the club. Anyway, as I said earlier, uh, we've we've had a busy week of gaming, another busy week of gaming. We've got some announcements um, later up in the show. We've got um, Sarah Bond is going to talk about our GDC Ooh. game developer conference news. Sarah's a good friend of the show, so she and I had a great conversation about that. Have you seen that news? I've seen the news, but I I'm looking not. forward to hearing it directly from, from Sarah. That'd from be great. Bond, yeah. Sarah Bond. We have a, <laughs> sure a big article on Xbox Wire. <laughs> So yeah. if you prefer to read as opposed to listening to Sarah, which is, by the way, I don't think anyone would say that they would, uh, but we do have uh, a lot of words uh, on basically um, how Microsoft game development delivered all these like technical demos and talks uh, over the course of GDC. I miss GDC. Hopefully we'll too. go next year. Well, you, you you used to live in San Francisco, so it was always probably more of a local show for you. I've, I've, you know, I used to yeah. fly down and I, I miss it too. Yeah, same. Anyway. Let's ju let's jump in and talk about I don't look I don't even have to ask Jeff what he's playing I can see it in his right there in the hero <laughs> tile on the main screen behind him over to the right Elden Ring Hi Jeff I can I can hardly play anything else I mean I wish I I wish I had more to say than that but it the game now, how's it going well yeah. and truly has its uh, uh, so I beat uh, the second like major rune bearer Radon yesterday uh all right now i turned it on into screen with my lighting but um it's so good i'm just gonna play it through it i'm gonna beat it like yeah. i have there's no doubt i feel like i have like momentum i'm really moving i've got a great build 
my character's strong, like I have confidence, which is such an important part of playing. And uh, I'm just rolling. And and honestly, I I don't know. It'll be very hard for another game to come out this year that I will like better. Now, obviously, we have some like very exciting things coming down the line, but Elden Ring, uh, you know, really raised the bar. So uh, obviously, it will have been many months before I get to play Starfield, and I might feel very differently, you know, in in November. But um, right now, it's it's like this is this is my favorite game in quite some time. I appreciate that. I- I think that, so I was talking with some other coworkers in a meeting and we were just talking about Elden Ring and who we know who's playing it. I think one of them had said that you had finished it already. Is that, is that true? I'm glad my, my legend seems to have outstripped reality. <laughs> I know. Uh, but I was like, no, really? I'm, I, I, I really should look up and see how much I've played. I have to have been about 50 hours in. Wait a minute. Because I'm just realized. doing everything. I don't, yeah. I mean, other than the speedrunners, I don't think I've known, I know anybody that's finished it. Oh, uh, no, there's yeah. people on our team who have finished the game. Okay. Um, so the, definitely people, it was Will, uh, the editor of Xbox <laughs> Wire. In fact, now he's yeah. basically just a good Samaritan within the game. And he's like helping people out, LFGing, helping people beat bosses, yep. things of that mm-hmm. nature, which is, uh, he's a good guy, a good guy, guy. Will. He, yeah. He's yeah. Uh, kind of part of the, the Elden Ring welcome wagon. Right, he he goes out and he's offered to help me a few times, and not that I didn't resist him, but I just didn't have time to do it at that moment. But yeah, he goes on and just randomly helps the community. You know, random people play the game and and learn really learn the game as well. Yeah, it's like the community. We talked about this a little bit last week, so I don't want to super deep dive it, but just like we've talked about how. This game, while can be incredibly unforgiving, the community just really seems to exist to help each other out. While you can technically invade other uh, areas, and there's even a couple like storylines that ask you to do that. Um, in general, I don't. I think I was invaded maybe one time in, no, in all of the time. Explain this concept of invasion, because I don't. So this is something that's gone on since since like the original Demon Souls back like over a decade ago, which is. Um, the, the game, you while you're playing it, you're online. And while it is primarily a single-player experience moment-to-moment, um, at certain points in the game, either you can summon help uh, or you can, conversely, a bad person can come into the game, a, a nemesis, if you will, hunt you down and fight you in single combat. And if they beat you, then they just they go away. It's completely random. You don't know who they are. So Do it's not like the same person is going to keep jumping into a game. No, it's just they come in, they get something good. If they, they do it, you lose your runes that you're carrying, but then you can just go back and pick them up. When I was playing like Dark Souls 3, I want to say, a couple of times it happened to me at an inopportune moment. Like, all right, I'm very focused on this. And what? Someone's invading my world. Not now. Um, but uh, that's, again, it's only happened once. Whereas I've had people come in and help me out with stuff. And it's just been very helpful and very fun. And we just, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a really fun community. At least that's been my experience with it. I'm just looking to see how long I've played it. I've played it two days, eight hours and seven minutes. So 48 and eight is 56 hours and seven minutes in and, uh, impressive more to go. It just goes by so fast. Elden ring. What are you, what are you, uh, what are you playing right now, Rebecca? Well, one of my friends just brought their uh, gaming laptop from home. So now that I have access to a I mean, I guess technically I've downloaded like Steam games onto my work computer before, but they it's work. don't it's run. Work. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, but they don't run very well. Um, and so I, anyway, so long story short, so I've been playing Deathloop on my friend's gaming PC. Oh, fun. Uh, I just started it. I still haven't gotten past the longest day, but I really like it so far. It's giving me um, Bioshock vibes, you know, mm, mystery yeah. voice, waking up, not really knowing what's going on, um, figuring out puzzles. Well, not puzzles, but like, different like tools um, and like ways to play the game. So yeah, I, I really like it so far. So yeah. What about you, Larry? Uh, I'm, you can see Elden ring over my shoulder here, which needs to get towards the front. Like Jeff and I need to do some more co-op or you need to show, maybe I'll just get will to help me out. But the other one I'm playing, <laughs> yeah. let me see if you can see it. Uh, yeah, you can't really see it. Uh, Tunic, which we had the interview last week and it's on game pass. And I am just, just enjoying it. It is, it is a different type of difficult, than Elden Ring and the Dark Souls, people say, oh, it's like Dark Souls or in terms of the difficulty. It's challenging, but it's fun. 
I'm very much looking forward to it. I just and it's sitting there on my on my dash. It's uh, am I taunting you every it's night? Right when you see and, me playing and, it? And, yeah, it's right there. I've downloaded it. I, I'm dying to play it, but I know I can't start two games at once when I'm so into one, and like I don't want to yeah. lose the momentum I right, have. So right. as soon as I'm done. Elden Ring, straight looking into Tunic. I, I heard, because it was a challenging game, they had a pretty robust demo. I must have put in three or four hours into the demo. They changed a lot demo. in the demo. I was surprised. Oh, okay. Well, that's good. I also heard that there's uh, a difficulty slider, because the game was tough. And, you know, after coming off of this game, I might I might want to <laughs> drop the game down, and, and at least that's what I had read. I didn't find it. Right, well, I got to do my research. Much much like the rest of the game, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you got to figure it out so it's not direct. It's not as esoteric as Elden Ring, but uh, it's certainly, you know, it's got this interesting language for the manual. So I'll, I'll go take a look. I see you're doing a web search right now for it. I am doing it. <laughs> no, there's no, why did, did I make that up? I really I thought there was a, a difficulty. We had the developer uh, on last week. He never mentioned it. Hmm. All right. Well, never mind. Anyway, I thought uh, I just read it wrong. I or I was reading the wrong thing. Anyway, because so, I was yeah, like, oh, I'm just going to turn the difficulty right now, down. And, uh, right now, okay. just uh, that's that's kind of it. That's kind of it. So, you still looking, Jeff? Ooh. All right. So here's the thing. There is, <laughs> if you go into accessibility, <laughs> so I'm not wrong. I'm just not fully right. I'm going to PR that. Uh, so there is a no fail and an unlimited stamina mode. So if you're finding the combat to be too difficult, um, especially like on boss fights, if you go into the accessibility menu, yes. you will find both no fail mode, which prevents you from taking any damage at all. Um, and then uh, there's also no stamina restriction. So you don't deplete when you dodge roll or something like that. So you can turn them on and off at any time, uh, even in the middle of a boss fight. So I would say if you're getting stuck, you know why? Why? Why hit? You know, bang your head against a wall forever. Yeah, you have you have right a couple here. options there's, there to help you. There's vibration, screen shake, motion, damage flash, no fail mode. I've got those off. I just want to be clear. I know. I know. I'm just saying. Okay, so they're not traditional difficulty modes, but there are some things there to 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 help you get over the hump if need be. Yes. Thank you for that. I'm. So I I haven't played Tunic, but I'm considering starting now it sounds really good um but so i'm reading a like five things to know before starting tunic and it's funny like the first thing it says is find the sword asap you start with nothing more than a little stick it is practically useless yeah <laughs> so yeah know, and the finding the sword you change the game and then you get the sword and i don't i mean this isn't really a spoiler but then you'll get a shield and and then it goes on from there. And here's Makes here's and we, even the developer last week talked about this if you listen to last week's show if you're playing tunic it's isometric. And so, you, you know, some, the camera can kind of, I don't want to say fool you, but can kind of hide some areas that you can get into and kind of take shortcuts to other areas. So just explore everything. Mm -hmm. Hint, hint, go Got it. the waterfall. So <laughs> thanks Larry. <laughs> anyway, so that's what we're playing this week. We've got, uh, as I said, we've got uh, Sarah bond coming up. Uh, we've got a bunch of great news, including, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute, Jeffrey. Hold on a minute, Rebecca. Oh, they're right here. <laughs> well, you better his, not have what gloves. I think you have. Well, let's find out. Uh, uh, Jeff or Rebecca, do you want to bring us into Sarah Bond? And we'll, then we'll come back on the other side and we'll show you what this is all about. <laughs> I mean, I think we teed up Sarah pretty excellently, but I definitely <laughs> want to know more about, uh, you know, what... Xbox uh, showed off during uh, Game Developers Conference what we're doing to increase and improve and uh, set the creator community up for success. So I'm looking forward to watching right now. As promised, uh, joining us this week is a is someone who's become a good friend of mine, and I'm very excited to have her on the show, Bond, Sarah Bond. Sarah, how are oh. you? <laughs> I am great. Uh, thank you for the stellar intro. And thanks for having me again. It's been a while. It's funny. I was looking back. We had you on like at E3 last year, or E3 time-ish mm -hmm. last year, June, where we had a bunch of announcements. But we're, we're exci I'm excited to have you back on again. I mean, you and I have been chatting, you know, off the air quite a bit about, let's find, let's get you on again. And I'm excited to have you on because this week is the Game Developers Conference. And there's been quite a bit of news this place, both across the industry and Microsoft, and this is, I mean, GDC is a fun time when creators come together, but I wanted to kind of yeah. get you in here. You had a blog post earlier this week 
figured yes. you can kind of go over some stuff and tell us about your excitement for, you know, for, for, for game developers. Yeah, 100%. It's great to uh, be here. Um, and I think we talked about it last time, but my whole team, we are dedicated to empowering game developers and game creators. Like we build all the tool sets that people use if they want to bring their games to Xbox. We run the Xbox store um, and we do all of the commercial partnerships with game creators globally. And it has been just fantastic to be able to frankly serve and help the people that make all the incredible games that we love. And so, yeah, so just to let people know, I mean, you know, there's, we have the game developers, you know, first and third party, of course, that make these great games, but your team is really everything else to make sure that they get their idea, realize their idea, and then get it on Xbox Game Pass for PC, for console, cloud. I mean, you do all that stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah, all of it. Yeah. That's, Mm -hmm. that's, that's pretty amazing. Tell us about some of the, some of the news that we have this week coming out of the game developers conference, because that's usually a time where maybe consumers and customers, gamers may not hear the news and see the effects of it right away, but it's kind of the tip of the iceberg for things that are coming further on down the line in the game development space. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it, um, is that there's a ton of work that we're doing now, and in a year, two years, and three years, we're all going to get to play them as games. And that's what I love about what we do, is we really, really help the people whose ideas that they're working on, help them come to fruition. And so a lot of the work that we're, we're announcing at GDC and shared at GDC this week, this week is exactly about that. So we had 27 talks, nine technical demos, all for game developers uh, to continue to uh, find new ways that they can bring their ideas to fruition. All of that, if you're interested in any of it, is on microsoftgamedev.com. Yep. And we had two big announcements. One is a program called the Idea at Azure program, which is a free program that makes it easier for developers to take advantage of Azure cloud tools and services. So it really, really lowers the barrier to entry, makes it easy to get started. And the second is an Azure game development virtual machine. And what that does is it enables developers to really reduce friction, be able to move far more agilely by bringing a whole set of services together in a virtual machine that they can access on the cloud. So they don't have to do everything on-prem or necessarily be in all of the same space to be able to get their work done. So both of these things, we're launching them, we're talking about them, and in a year, in two years, we're actually going to get to play the incredible games that are unlocked because of these services. You talked about the blog post a moment ago, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes below. But I think one of the most important things, that's exciting things that's great to see is there's a great fireside chat with you and Phil, where you kind of just yeah. talk about the industry. And it's always great. You know, I've had Phil on many times. Of course, you're, you're now a regular guest. But it's just great to see you two talk because you and Phil work together on so many levels. I mean, he, he's your boss. He's all of our bosses in some regards. Um, but he, you know, he really helps, you know, bring focus and, and guide us along this journey to, to 3 billion gamers, doesn't he? He does. You know, the thing that I love about Phil um, is he really, really focuses in on what matters most. I actually did a little um, uh, tweet about him uh, coming off of his Lifetime Achievement Award, you know, that he said, you know, it's all about team, like come together as a team. If you come together as a team day after day, we will solve or be able to unlock something uh, as long as we work together. Yeah. Uh, the second thing I talked about is he, he talks about empathy, in particular, like empathy for your customer. Um, and so, you know, it's about putting the player at the center, but also putting game creators at the center, because if you unlock game creators, if you enable them to build a better world or realize some dream that they have in their mind, that's ultimately what we get to enjoy as players on the other side. And the last thing I talked about uh, that he really taught me is that it's okay to make mistakes. Uh, the mistakes are actually good, that you yeah. can learn from them, that that's how we grow, that if you never make a mistake, it's probably because you never took took a risk. Um, and the first time you ever talked to me about this was actually when I was uh, going on stage for E3 2019. Right. Um, and it was the first time I had been on stage for Xbox. And it can be intimidating and sort of scary. There's thousands and thousands of people in the audience. This was when it was still and, live. This was when it was still live. Still live. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Still live. You know, millions of people are going to watch it. I'm going on after Keanu Reeves, which is basically just like the bar is as high as it could possibly be. And he said, you know what, Sarah, he's like, I've been doing this for years. And he goes, and I always make some mistake early on when I'm talking. 
And I just realized that that sort of frees me because, you know, this mistake is made. I can keep going and it's yeah. totally OK. You can make a mistake. And that was just such a lovely, encouraging and just real piece of advice. And I think it's really the combination of those two things that guides us as a team um, yeah. and makes us just keep, you know, continue to push forward and do good things for the industry, but also do it and having fun and being, you know, all the time and enjoying being together. You know, it's you interesting know? you talked about Phil. Those are great points, by the way. Uh, and you can people can follow you on Twitter. It's it's uh, you know I've got, I've yeah. got your, your you tweet. added one I think on that tweet too. <laughs> I did. I added on to that one. <laughs> That's right. You go back <laughs> and take a hilarious. look at that. But. Um, <laughs> But but what I want to talk to you because you said something interesting about empathy for the customer, and I have to tell you, um, and we're going to talk about you know games we're playing in just a minute. But I mean, Phil is plays games all the time, doesn't he? He and I are yes. like once in a while. I'll just throw him a party invite, and we were playing the other night. We were playing. I don't even remember what we're playing, but he goes in there, and so it's not only does he play the games. But he also files bugs all the time. Like, hey, I'm seeing this Absolutely. weird thing. And he's, yes. you know, and, and people like, obviously, totally they look at the, but mm-hmm. he, he he consumes and uses our products just like every, like gamers do, like you do, like I do. And that's what's great. You know, we feel like a big team because we're always, we're, we're all using the same product. We're trying to make the product better. And that's mm-hmm. that's what's exciting. We talked about, um, you know, Phil and I were talking about playing games. You and I haven't played together yet, but we need to do that. Tell me, Tell me what you're playing now. So right now I am playing Tunic. Oh, isn't um, it so good? It is, I, I want to say the right words, you know, so that you don't have to cut them. It's challenging. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it sure is. But, but it's just like, it's just beautiful fun. It's engaging. I love the character. Uh, I started playing with my son, so we're sort of switching off playing together. My daughter is actually the best at fighting, you know. Oh, interesting. Reflexes are better. She gets the controls better. Uh, but I've been really enjoying it. Um and I've also just enjoyed it because I know it's one that the team, you know, discovered years ago, right? right? And we sort of stuck with the developer, indie developer to create this and it comes out and it's just, it's just so delightful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, you're absolutely right. And last week I had a chance to talk to the developer and he was so great and it was just interesting yeah. to talk to those folks. And we, in fact, we were talking about on the last show, do you find, cause your, your team works with all the developers, whether they're AAA developers or ID at mm-hmm. Xbox developers, it feels like that, that because of the tools your team is creating and has created in some of the announcements this week, the lines are blurring between a AAA developer and ID. It feels like everyone is empowered with the same, they may not have 500 people in the studio, they may have three, but they still have access to the same tools, right? Well, I mean, that's what we want to happen, yeah. right? And I think we're actually seeing that, that, that process happen with the advent of the cloud, that it used to just be that there were some experiences that the largest AAA developers could develop. Right. Um, and as engines have, have been developed and productized, people have started adopting those versus creating their own. As cloud tools have come about, you're able to actually access all of these things that AAA developers typically would only use in the cloud and they're all productized. You know, smaller and smaller studios can achieve something. Yeah. And I think that's especially important because a lot of us forget now, you know, most of the largest games and most famous games in the world started out as indie devs. It started out as someone was trying to do something and they sort of had to crawl their way to greatness over many, many years. But this just really shortens that cycle and enables us to bring um, content and experiences and empower the creators to bring them in a way you couldn't before. And the other side of that, and you and I have talked about this before, is also Game Pass in my mind. Um, Because it's like, okay, we make it possible for someone to make the game, but will someone click on it and play it if it's not a known name brand or a known developer? And Game Pass has done a ton to unlock that. Like nine out of 10 people say they played a game in Game Pass they wouldn't have before. Uh, I think we shared some stats um, today as part of GDC about the incredible success, triple digit growth that ID and Xbox developers have had on our platform over the course of the program. And it's been significantly accelerated by Game Pass. So I really love the one-two punch of, hey, we're seeing it's much easier to make a game, but then it's also much easier for that game to have commercial success yeah. because we've also made them more accessible in what we're doing at Xbox. Yeah, you know, you've probably heard me say this, and I know I've said it on the show before, but I love saying this because to me it just captures it. Game Pass enables you to change the decision from what to buy to what to play because that oh, very. Because because yeah. the barrier of entry is so low, you you already mm-hmm. you know you already have access to the game, 
So mm-hmm. why why not check it out? So that's that's a that's a that's really great to hear. Let's talk about the ID at Azure program you mentioned earlier. Yeah. What are some of the challenges that this program is going to address? So what we were seeing is just like you said that you know the cloud is becoming a greater and greater part of game production. But when you make the decision to start adopting cloud services, it's not just an instant thing. You know, you have to pick the cloud service you're going to be on. You have to learn about it. You have to train your developers. You have to do setup. There's a whole process to to get from, hey, the idea of I want to harness and start using these AAA tools to actually being able to put it into action. And we started to think, you know, we don't want indie devs to get left behind in that, especially if it's your first game, you don't have revenue coming in that decision to make that investment is not an easy one, right? So how do we actually lower that barrier? So what we did with the program is we put together a set of services that you need to be able to build your game all backed by our enterprise cloud. We combine that with a set of free credits. We also combine that with an idea at Azure education portal. So you can actually learn how to get going, have help for your team as they're starting to ramp. And we combined it with, um, Azure support and PlayFab ticketed support. So the combination of the things just dramatically lowers the barrier to entry. It makes an easier decision. You can get going as an indie dev and start using these tools without it having to be a major trade-off for you as you're just balancing a ton of things on your team. You know, you talked about, you know, there may be some people listening right now that have that great game idea. How do developers get involved with the idea at Azure program? And is there a cost to entry? No, there's absolutely no cost to entry, and you just go to azure.com slash ID for more details and how to sign up. So I would encourage anyone who's thinking about that to check it out. And of course, we have this huge blog post, and that's one of the, that's the reason we have you on, is you've yeah. got this great blog yeah. post uh, that's right. that I'll put a link off as well. You mentioned that ID at Xbox is, has being an inspiration for ID mm-hmm. at Azure. How has that, that team helped ID at Azure? Because there's a, there's a lot of similarities, and there's a lot of probably uh, excitement that you brought to the ID at Azure program. You know, one of the, the first thoughts I had when Microsoft first asked me and Xbox asked me to just start thinking about game developers all up was, gosh, we need a program that's like ID at Xbox that helps people get to Xbox that helps uh, indies get developer tools. It was like the first thought I had because I had been working with the ID at Xbox team for a long time. And so I went to the leader of that team, Chris Charla, who I think you probably had on uh, or some people out there listening now. And I said, hey, could we do this? And so it was completely inspired, frankly, for to go back to what we were talking earlier, the empathy that he had developed for what it's like to be an indie dev. And the program was built with all of that ethos in it. How do we make it free? How do we make it easy? How is it something that you can just go to a website and sign in and get going on? And what are the set of things that we can bring together to really empower indie creators? You know, it's interesting because we've, we've been talking for years about the power of the cloud, you know, it feels like a decade, yeah. but it feels like we're finally there in a lot of ways. You know, we've got xCloud streaming. Now you can stream games pretty much anywhere you are if you're part of Game Pass Ultimate. You're bringing game development to the cloud so that people mm-hmm. can ha- now have high powered game development mach- machines in the cloud and they can use them from any device they want. They could probably develop from a phone if they wanted to, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty extraordinary. Where, where, where do you, where what's next where do we see things going you know you're you're right at the tip of the spear there you know i just think we're going to get to a world where um both the creation of a game and also the ability to enjoy and play the game is going to be completely divorced from the local constraints that you're sitting on in terms of the power of the divorce the device that you have right Right. and we're going to see dramatic democratization of creation and we're going to just see it be possible to play anywhere and I don't think that means that everything's going to go cloud native. I think what that's about is it's about the smart mixture of when something actually needs to be happening local, where you need to have a specialized device with the set of cloud tools and services that complement that. So you're not all in one mode or all in another, but you're flexing between the two to create the best experience if you're a player or if you're a creator. Uh, and I think that's just going to unlock scenarios that frankly we can't even imagine today but is far is far more immersive, empowering, and yeah. just you know easier for everyone to use and participate in. You know, you brought up all of those points. I completely agree with you. But there's also another part of it that we've seen, and and it's we've really kind of been fast tracked into it with COVID, which is the fact yeah. that distributed teams. 
the fact yes. that I may have this great idea and I'm a game developer in Brazil, but my artist is in Japan or mm-hmm. my audio designer is in Spain or anything. I mean, it just doesn't matter. The The world is now, uh, you know, available for you to, to, to team up with, right? Yeah. I mean, that's a, it's an excellent point, Larry. And uh, first of all, to say, I think the power of distributed teams is something we're just tapping into. It was completely accelerated by the pandemic, but I can see how um, fruitful and frankly important it is for an industry to fully embrace it. I mean, it really does mean that the geography no longer constrains who can be on our teams. It really does mean that you can collaborate across language and, and cultures in ways you couldn't before. And I think we would like to think we had been doing that, frankly, if you said, oh, I've got people who work for me in this region or this region. But, you know, when those people weren't in the central hub, when, you know, they were dialing in and everyone else is in the conference room brainstorming and they were sort of looking at you, it wasn't the same as when we're truly in a remote collaborative environment. Everyone is equal in that environment. If it's in a Teams call, you know, we're all sitting there, we're collaborating. And so, like, I just found on my own team that changed everything. Yeah. Right. And it brought those people into the conversation. It enabled us on the other side to learn things we wouldn't before. It meant that people could stay on our team and not have to move, uh, you know, even if they wanted to move and be closer to our family. And so it was really empowering. Yeah. But the thing that was interesting for me is when I talked to Matt Booty about that and how that was like on his teams, he's like, well, gosh, this remote thing is really hard. Like, I'd like to say it's empowering, but gosh, I'm in a situation where someone's trying to do a build on their home desktop. They're downloading it on consumer grade internet. Um, Some of these are tens, if not hundreds of gigabytes in size. Then if they make updates, they have to re-upload it on the consumer grade internet. And it's days of work. It's just really, really difficult for collaboration. And it's not, it's just not the same. He wanted to tap into that, but it was just enormously hard. And I think the same was true with all the conversations that we had with game developers around the industry. And that was one of the reasons why we created the game development virtual machine, because what that does is it brings together a whole suite of services that before were always running on-prem, and it allows you to start collaborating and doing things in that type of environment. So you can sort of build and test and and do things without that constraint. And that's the beginning of innovation that we're doing there. So we're going to just continue to invest in that because in the end, you don't want physical location and geography to constrain who is on your team or your innovation. You really want to p- tap into the power of all of the talent around the globe. Yeah, that's well said. Well said. Well, listen, I know you have to go. Really appreciate you joining us. Great blog post up about Game Developer Conference this week, Powering Games, Empowering Creators. I'll put a link to that and make sure you go watch. Make sure you watch the fireside chat with Sarah and, uh, and Phil as well. That's a lot of fun. So thank you for that. Anyway, Sarah Bond, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I'll make sure I put all the right links. Of course, they can find your Twitter over there yeah. at Bond. Sarah Bond. <laughs> you. You're one of the 10 people I follow. So it's like, it's, it's all you just, if you follow me, just go follow her. <laughs> so, all right. Great to chat all with right, you, my friend. You. Have a great, have a great week and uh, we'll, we'll catch you up online. Thank you. Yeah. Talk to you later. Thanks so much to Sarah Bond. Always great to hear from her. Uh, if you'd like to read more on the news, then head over to Xbox Wire and you can read the full breakdown of what went down at GDC for Xbox. And without further ado, let's go into Larry's unboxing. I'm going to be so jealous if you have what I think you have. Oh. Well, Jeff, do you want to kind of narrate what we're going to be talking about here? Because earlier, I, I, you have to show me because I'm only used to I'm only used to these gloves. <laughs> you know, these cloth gloves are next level. So this must be. This must be really good stuff. Let's let's take a look here, Larry. Wh- which one uh, is it? Oh, I'm okay. so jealous! So, Dang it! While uh. you while you unbox, um, we have introduced this week the designed for Xbox Spring Collection 2022. No, Larry, you stay camera full and you unbox. You sure? We'll just okay. do the uh, we'll do the uh, yeah. Price is Right announcement. At Xbox, we're always <laughs> looking for new ways to surprise and delight our gamers. From new product categories to finding new ways to play your favorite games, we strive to offer gamer choice. You're now looking at the design for Xbox, a team that has been collaborating closely with our partners at Power A. That's 8-Bit Doe. This is 8-Bit uh, And Otterbox as well. Yep. Uh, to create a unique selection of pastel products that embody the playfulness and whimsy. Wait a minute. That's springtime brings. Did you say pastel so, and whimsy, Jeffrey? Pastel and whimsy. Did you, you say pastel fact, you, you and whimsy? You love whimsy. Oh, 
we got them both. We got them both. So those uh, those look like the Power A enhanced wired controllers for Xbox Series X and S. They're compatible with Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and Windows PCs, and available in five new playful pastel colors. Look to me like you might have had purple camo and pastel dream. Are those the two you got there? Are you I taking believe, them out of the box? You got the gloves. Get your hands clean. Right, there we go. Look. Let's see what they look like. All right, take it out. Take it out. Which one should I take out take first? The pastel dream. I'm with you on that. No, the other. Oh, wait, that the one. pink. The pink one. Yeah. The pink one. Yeah. Right. Wait. Um, yeah, right. We'll, Is that what you we'll, wanted? Hey, look, we're going to open them up both the anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Oh wait, it's that not one's pink as, lemonade. It's not going to be as elegant as Jeff's true oh, crime okay. drama unboxing last week with his plastic gloves. <laughs> Oh, I was actually, oh, I'm so disappointed. I was actually going to say I wanted to see if I could do my first unboxing and get get some of these controllers because they look so cool. Well, it's funny is when, like, when we announced them, I had to go to the Coded Campus earlier this week and pick them up because they weren't ready. Um, but look at uh, this. Oh, hey now. Benefits of being local. Ooh, All right. So, so you're looking oh. at the Pink Lemonade Power A Enhanced Wired. X, uh, controller for Xbox Series X and S at a very affordable $37.99 MSRP. It's available next month, April 2022. Uh, this has some interesting includes, features, Jeff. There is advanced yeah, gaming tell. buttons on the back. Exactly. Get an edge over the competition with two mappable advanced gaming buttons that you can program at any time. Go full screen, Larry. They don't need to see me reading. Oh, I, I didn't know that <laughs> All right, this is you. My jealous the, face. There we go. So you can program it these at any nice. time, even in the middle of the game. It features ergonomic design, intuitive feel, button layout, and a silky smooth anti-friction ring around each thumbstick that lets you game in comfort for longer than ever. Uh, you've on, got man. everything the from the, the share button, a headset dial, a quick access mic mute. What's uh, this button on so the bottom? Uh, I believe... <laughs> That that might be the quick access mic mute. Oh, uh, I think you're right. Anyway, yes, it includes a high quality detachable. Oh, no, no, that's in the detachable. That's this 10 one. foot. Okay. Oh, well, that's cool too. That's very handy. Uh, well, there's a high quality detachable 10 foot cable that gives you the freedom to play from your favorite spot in the room. Unwrap, uh, wrap it up with an attached hook and loop strap until the next time you play. So if you're someone who doesn't, first of all, certain people like, uh, the perception of better latency through wired. So you can always do that. And then right. also um, if you don't ever, you know, want to charge or change batteries out, um, they're also just a, you know, can be a great controller oh, too, that's, as Jeff, well. That's the, that's the program button. Uh, oh, that's the program button so that you can set what RTFM individual gang, thumbsticks RTFM. can do. There you go. That means read the Effing manual. fine manual. Yeah. Read the fine manual. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Larry, it looked like you also had the, there's like the 8-bit one. I thought that was the cutest. Well, this is this is the one, I, that was the first one I showed. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And this that one is really actually cool. interesting because, Jeff, I um, this has, uh, you know, it's got the, the audio input here on the bottom. It's got a little switch mm -hmm. here. It's got uh, the back. It also has paddles. Yes, those are <laughs> yeah, the uh, pro-level back buttons. So you have easy access to your most valuable actions during gameplay. Yeah, really so like it comes one. with software um, available for like on the on the console itself, also Windows, Android, oh, and oh, iOS. That gives you the control to customize button mapping, adjust stick and trigger sensitivity, vibration, and more. Hold on a minute. The 8-bit one has a feature that I love that I remember. Okay. I believe the original Xbox introduced it. Oh, oh the breakaway cable. The breakaway cable. <laughs> yep. Yes. So it's hard to tell here. It is not a white controller. It is in pastel pink. Uh, on the camera, it kind of looks a little bit washed out. Maybe yeah. it's matching your shirt too closely. So the 8-BitDo uh, Ultimate Wire Controller for Xbox and pastel pink is available for pre-order today for $44.99 from the Microsoft Store and other retailers in select markets. So that's worldwide. the, uh, as Jeff said, we've got the the Power A and the 8-BitDo. Um, we also have- I've Do you got have the, the OtterBox? Yeah, I've got, yeah I've got I was going to ask Box. about those too. So this, this is, is really, a, really interesting. So this controller. Well, this um, is actually just the shell. The shell. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's the, that is the OtterBox Easy Grip controller shell in lilac dream color. You can swap out pink and purple 
uh, uh, shells that go around your controller. I assume you want me to open this one. It's basically to protect your controller. uh, Yeah. For those who drop it. Oh, wow. Look at this. I also, like, aside from just dropping it, I feel like it would also be a little bit easier to grip. Like, I've heard from some of my, mm-hmm. like, like girlfriends that, like, holding the controllers, I don't know, it's kind of big in your hands, and so it could be well, nice. We did, you know, we did make the Xbox Series X and S controller a little bit smaller, and this right. has these little interchangeable... Full screen, Larry. Yeah. It's hard to see. I, show the, well, I just want to make sure they can see you. I don't want to monopolize. <laughs> they don't need to see us. Do you know what other colors it comes in? Well, this one, this this so particular one, there's has, two shells, right? Yeah, there's two, right uh, and left and right and left. So I don't know what the differences are, but they look similar to yes. me. So the soft grip pads are easily swapped in for a fresh look, oh, or I added see. grip, and keep your hands comfortable with sweat wicking material that is easy to wash. My brother's got very sweaty hands. This would actually be great for him. <laughs> Sometimes, like he'll hand me the controller, and it's like it's dripping wet. And so this is. Yeah. Like, let me know, take a look here. Like so that, back, it could be really helpful. On the back is R and L for right and left side that pop into the main shell. But what's interesting is these are both R's is this one has a little bit of a texture. I don't know if you can see that on the screen. Oh, nice. And this one doesn't. So here, let me show you. Oh, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you can decide. Okay. So you get a couple options. Whether you want ribbed or rough. (laughs) All right. The OtterBox Easy Grip (laughs) Controller Shell in Lilac Dream. I'm shaking my head is available for purchase today. For $39.99 from the Microsoft Store in the U.S. and Canada and other select retailers worldwide. Back to you, Larry. By the way, the 8-Bit, uh, the 8-bit Do ones um, or 8-Bit Do, they have a great collection of controllers like old school SNES and Sega controllers that are, if you go look at their mm-hmm. website, they've got a bunch of them. But this, they, they, they make some really good stuff. If I recall, they also make a smaller controller, like sort of like baby's first controller. Oh, so yeah, for yeah, people yeah. who do find the controller to be too big, <laughs> an official it, it has all the buttons. Yeah, that we work with them on, yeah. 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 And uh, I, I'm just seeing some chat. Like a lot of people really like the form factor of that particular controller. Speaking of controllers, uh, the, the and I don't here. have those here to talk about, Jeff. We also had a, a separate set of controllers that we talked about this week as well, right? Let me see if I can bring that Rebecca, up. Rebecca, this is what you were hoping he was unboxing, right? Yes. I was hoping he could do this one so that I could do the pastel ones, but this one is interesting. I'll see. I'll, I'll let you it. deliver it, Jeff, while I kind of... I'll deliver it. You got to bring up the picture because without it, there's like... <laughs> I'm looking for it right now. Hold on. Yeah. All right. So you might have seen these on social. They were trending globally, actually, as high as number two. Uh, we introduced uh, a couple of Sonic. <laughs> there they are. Sonic the Hedgehog 2 custom Xbox controllers. You got to be fast, you know, like like Sonic, uh, in mm. order to, this is a limited time custom Xbox Series S console and wireless <laughs> controllers. This is uh, an enter to, to win to sweepstakes. It's they a, look amazing. They, I think they're what we would call a conversation piece, right? Like someone comes over, they see those sitting on the coffee table and they go, oh. I don't know. This, ha- this oh, has I, shades You have a Muppet like, living in the house. This has shades <laughs> of like 70s shag carpeting to me and I don't know why. <laughs> So the blue one is obviously uh, representing Sonic. The red one is Knuckles, who was voiced by Idris Elba, which is which is awesome. So um, the uh, couple different things. Obviously, Xbox and Sonic uh, go back a ways. Uh, you can uh, in Sonic the Hedgehog. There's a Minecraft DLC available for download with like where you can explore Green Hill Zone. That obviously was a great connection. Uh, and then. Um, course the movie is coming out very soon yes and so yeah that's That's this is to celebrate that so if you want to enter okay so here's how you enter uh the movie's out april 8th so there's actually two sweepstakes you can enter to try to win so one you can retweet the official xbox sweepstakes tweet so if you go over to uh the xbox twitter account at xbox of course they posted that uh, at 6.27 a.m. on March 22nd, all time specific. So you want to retweet that. It's already got 40,000 retweets and 46,000 wow. quote tweets, but you should enter now. Still better odds than the lottery. Like, yep. Absolutely. Then um, you can, uh, you know, you can, uh, you want to include the hashtag uh, Xbox Sonic 2 sweepstakes. Anyway, all information is over on Xbox Wire. Uh, that post went up on March 22nd, which was Tuesday. So take a look at that and enter to win because me and you, 
We'll never see this controller in person. We will never hold it. We will rely on you, the winner, to tell us how it is. I, is is that curious. what you want? You want to get one of those, Rebecca, you, so that you can like comb it gently before you play uh, it? It would be cool if it came with Larry, like, washing instructions. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Director. Um, I'm hoping it comes with wash instructions, you know, cold water, warm water, tumble dry, you know. Tumble dry, right, right exactly. <laughs> I just got to add one thing. So in the pastel controllers, we had a social post on it today and they, and they were sort of evoking like um, macarons and like sort of like delicious spring baked goods. And at one point there's a shot where they pull the controllers out of the oven. They're on an oven tray. And then it was like, you know, our lawyers made us say that you should not put your controllers, controllers in, the, in oven. the oven. And I just, so please also don't put them in the washer and dryer if you right. win the... <laughs> Sonic and Knuckles good, one. Yeah, there good is no controllers and household and appliances do not mix. So, thank you for that, Jeff. Yeah. That was fun. We'll have to get you when you come out next time, Rebecca. We'll see if we can get you some of these controllers when you come back out to Seattle. Um, yes, please. All right. Hey, you know, I got something else too. Hmm. Hmm. What you got? I, I don't know. It is. Hold on. Oh, it's more stuff. It is. This is actually a pretty cool device. It is called Zoom in, Zoom Enhance. Well, I'm going to explain it before I do the reveal. All right, all right. This is <laughs> this is a from a company called Upspec Gaming. Have you heard of this, Rebecca? This company, they're down in Australia, and they no, make this device. And let me let me show you right now. Here it is. This is called the X Screen. And if you oh. can, you can kind of figure out what it is, but they make this screen up here. And then you provide the Xbox Series S here. And it creates this. And I, I was going to put it together, but I'll probably do this for next week. I wanted to show you the packaging. Uh, but this hmm. is a screen that connects. To, okay, Jeff's got Give his over me. there. So I'm ready. Just, I'm ready. Give please, it to me. <laughs> please add. Please add. This is my travel, my travel buddy. So Jeff, uh, so Jeff and I, I, sh I texted this to Jeff yesterday. He was very excited. I mean, I'm pretty excited to check it out. So it connects right onto the top of the uh, to the Xbox Series S, and then it's like the ultimate gaming rig. Because it just folds go. down over it, so it's like yeah. you just you, you attach it very in the bottom. Portable. I believe it has like a pass through power. You fold it up, throw it in your backpack, you go. I saw. Uh, I was looking at because they that 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 site they they have a social account and they're just retweeting people who have it and i saw a picture it was like this is who i want to be they were on a plane they put i saw that put this they, yeah so they, they 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 just pop that onto the onto the seat or the onto the uh, the fold out table cuz it does fit and flipped it up and they're playing actually they might have been playing elden ring and i mean that's a <laughs> flight that goes by very quickly now this is um and then they sent over this case as well. So everything will fit inside this oh, wow. handy dandy wow. case. The console, That's the screen, cool. the cables. You probably put a controller in here. So next week I'll have assembled this um, and I will go ahead and put it together and it'll be a little bit more impressive. But I know, Jeff, you're excited. You've already got dibs on it for your next trip, don't you? Yeah. So. Please. Uh, anyway, so yeah, that's a company. It's called the X Screen. It's from a uh, company called Upspec Gaming, and I'll put a link to them in the show notes as well, uh, so you can take a look at that. There, thank you for sending that over to that team. Really interested to see what they do. And as as you said, Jeff and Rebecca, it's it's one cable. It's just the existing Xbox Series S cable, and this thing kind of runs the power off of the USB ports. So it's just it's because it's just a screen. It's an LCD screen, so it doesn't yeah. take a lot of juice. That's cool. Yeah, so that's that's fun. Anyway, Jeff, you got some more news over there, pal? Yes, sir. We got uh, one, two, three, four, five, six things to talk about real quick, so I'll move quickly. First one is actually five things that I'm most excited <laughs> about about Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga. So uh, Mike Nelson, who uh, works on Xbox Wire along with uh, our resident Elden Ring expert, Will, um, he got to play uh, a bunch of Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker saga. Now I remember when I was first hearing about this game, I was like, we haven't already played this before. Haven't ha there's there a bunch of like Lego Star Wars games and this is different. So those games were very like, you would see them almost from an isometric angle and zoomed out. This has all three trilogies, but it's, it's really like over the shoulder and much more of like a third person action game. It looks really good. It's out April 5th. Mm. Uh, and I'm very much looking forward to getting a hold of that. But um, 
a really good write-up over on Xbox Wire. Definitely check it out. And because uh, it really does, I mean, it really looks very good. Also very good. Great reviews coming in for Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Yes. It is out around the time you hear this. Came out uh, today, March 25th. So that is uh, made by Gearbox. The people you know from Borderlands. Tiny Tina was a DLC character in Borderlands 2, I want to say. Two, Voiced yeah. by Ashley Birch, who you might know as Aloy in um, the Horizon series. So, um, you know, reviews look great. It looks really cool. It is optimized for Xbox Series X and S, if that is something that you've got. Uh, so, yeah, definitely really want to check that out. Uh, also, another Gearbox news that came out this week. They had a game that was a PlayStation exclusive for PS5. It's coming out for Xbox. And it's coming out soon, actually, April 7th. It's called Godfall. So that news just came out and uh, sharing that. So if that was something that you had seen and you said, oh, I, I kind of want to try that out, um, well, you're going to get to do that, and it will be discounted so uh, to thirty dollars at launch. So yeah, uh, there you go. Couple things real quickly. Uh, if you're an uh, uh, an Xbox Game Pass uh, Ultimate member or PC member, then and you've if got, not, why uh, not access? <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, so then you've got access to EA Play, and EA Play has all kinds of good stuff. Uh, a lot of times it's new games, access to new games, things that go in the vault. There's a lot of other stuff as well that you definitely want to check out in terms of perks and things like that. So um, at both, uh, let's say, NHL 22, Madden NFL 22, FIFA 22, mm -hmm. all of those things have extra things so such as like ultimate team packs that you can get as part of being uh, in EA play, XP boosts, uh, skins, TIFO sets. Uh, all kinds of extra things. And of course, Grid Legends, which came out late last month, great looking racer. Um, you can access that um, you know, through their, their EA Play trials. So make sure you try that out. Excellent. Two more things I wanted to point out. One, Fortnite, uh, obviously Battle Royale Chapter 3, Season 2, very uh, huge game. A lot of people jumping back into it. They actually changed a significant thing uh, for uh, chapter three, season two, which is no building and sprint over shields really seems to change the game dramatically. Um, and I want to jump back into it. I wasn't a great builder. Larry's playing music. That's okay. <laughs> That's um, the music to, to, to walk you off. So if you're someone who was like, Oh, I, 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 you know, I love the characters in Fortnite, obviously like Marcus Phoenix and is in there and master chief. And I have all these amazing skins. Um, but in general, I don't like the building. Well, you know, the building is not there right now. So jump did you, in. Did you fun. like the just building when you played it or did that slow your gameplay down? I was I like I, at my best. I, I was never okay. liked it. Like I found the right controller setting and, right. and I was okay. Um, but enough is mostly I would throw up. Like if I'm getting shot and I don't know where I would like build a little shack, but at end game status, when people were building these massive things, right. I, I just can't hang with that. And then it's like, Oh, yeah. and then they jump down and shotgun you. So I, I'm very interested in trying out, you know, third person, third person shooter that that's in my skill set. So, yep. um, yeah, I definitely want to see what that's like. And, and people have been pretty excited. Last thing I'm going to call out, and this just posted right before we started recording, Ayudin Chronicle. Uh, so this was something that was announced last year that there was a game coming from the original maker of Suikoden, a JRPG, um, that will be coming out in the future, but they have an action RPG taking place in the same world called Ayudin Chronicle Rising. They just published a 30 minute, Gameplay walkthrough looks really cool, beautiful, like hand-drawn art style. Uh, that's over on Xbox Wire. Definitely recommend you check that out. Um, and it will be uh, that will be releasing later this year ahead of the larger RPG version of that game as well. Awesome. That's the news. We talked about uh, we, earlier in the show when I talked to Sarah Sarah Bond. We were talking about uh, ID at Xbox. And um, by the way, go go watch the video, the fireside chat with her and Phil. It's it's really quite amusing. But we we're talking about ID at Xbox games. Yes, Jeff. I continue, but there's yeah. one other thing to talk about. Oh, go ahead and do that because I was I was setting up to get ready to talk well, to uh, Rebecca. You know, about ID at Xbox games. We're recording this before Friday, yeah. but. Um, Tomorrow, which will be yesterday when you're listening to this, uh, Halo 
on Paramount Plus will have launched. Yes. So that's something let's look forward to talking about that next week. So when you hear this, if you're like, oh, when was that launching? It launched. So go ahead and uh, you'll want to check that out. Uh, so episode one, the pilot, I guess, uh, nice. will definitely hit. And if you're a Game Pass subscriber, Game Pass Ultimate subscriber, you can get a free month of Paramount Plus. And they're, they're, uh, they've got details on that that they'll post on the Game Pass Twitter handle, so Xbox Game Pass. So check that out. You know, you want to hear something that 15-year-old me would be incredibly disappointed in? Do tell. Maybe? I got an email last <laughs> week from Paramount Pictures inviting me to walk the red carpet for this, but I couldn't go down and do it because we're recording the show. Larry, you could have I mean, went. We, we would have figured it around. out. Yeah. Don't don't put this on us. No, no, no. I'm not I'm not no, I'm not blaming no, 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 no. Don't let's be clear. I'm not blaming you both at all. It's just between the show and a bunch of other ob- obligations I wasn't able to go. I w- would have loved to have gone, but it just uh, didn't work out, so I'm bummed. They did, wouldn't let you Dang. walk the uh wouldn't, wouldn't let you walk the red carpet in your sweatpants. and everything. Was. I was ready to go. <laughs> Shorts. I had a shirt on. Your jorts. That my shorts. Uh, it's shorts anyway. weather right now in LA. It's real warm. We were talking. Uh, we, we were talking, Sarah, earlier on about ID at Xbox games and things like that. And last week we asked a question, Rebecca. What was the question? Do you recall? Yeah. So last week, as we were talking about ID, we've been talking about ID at Xbox games a lot. Um, but last week we asked uh, the community, "What's your favorite ID at Xbox game?" Um, you know, there's always so many great games coming to Game Pass. It's good to kind of hear from all of you, like. What are the best options? I mean, I personally, when I open Game Pass, like there are just so many games. And so it's kind of, it's helpful to hear from you about what you think is best. And then that can kind of help guide us. So um, there were a couple really clear winners. One is Artful Escape, which I've I've started, but I haven't finished it. I'm notorious for starting and not finishing games. Um, so thank you to Johnny the Commodus. Big, big fan of <laughs> yes. How could we, how could we Friend forget? of the show. Yeah, friend of the show. Uh, also, some uh, submissions for Tunic. Thank you, Alfredo, Bill Roberts. Uh, also, Nobody Saves the World, who we we had we had them on the show. Yep. Uh, the Pedestrian, which Larry has been uh, perpetually hyping up, and I think that's uh, on my list of one of the ones to try. Is that one on Game Pass? Yes. Nice, nice. For now. Um, also. Parker had submitted session. Mithril Fox said Lake and said thanks to Game Pass for trying it because I think a lot of these games, it's like you've you might not have heard of them. Um, they might seem a little obscure, but then you know there's always so many options in Game Pass. There's no penalty for trying it. So yeah. um, I think Game Pass has really opened up the door for a lot of independent developers to showcase their work on on Xbox, which is really incredible. A lot of fun. Um, also, the gunk uh, from Matt Atkinson, which I can also say is another great uh, idea at Xbox game on Game Pass. Um, so yeah, thanks everyone for your submissions. Um, unfortunately, well, fortunately for me, I'm actually going to be on vacation next week, so no question this week. <laughs> but uh, I'll hit you with one when I get back. All right, yeah, we can do that. So. And if you're wondering, like, wait a minute, how, did I miss this? Yeah, if, if you listen on Spotify, you can go over there, and if you listen on Spotify, you scroll down, and we have a question. It'll you can pop it in there, and you can just enter it in and then rebecca and i look at it and 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 take a look and try to give you a shout out it's pretty straightforward yeah. are you are, that's right i totally forgot you're not going to be with us next week rebecca so but we're we'll line someone oh, up to try to fill your shoes yes please do maybe i'll just maybe i'll just go ahead and uh you know put malik over in the right hand box then so he's <laughs> yeah <laughs> substitute even post. if he's not here you can you can put up the uh put the lower third for him <laughs> oh so good anyway all right, gang. Well, we'll wrap it up. Jeff, anything you want to say to offer some uh, some words of wisdom from your Elden Ring universe over there? <laughs> Don't give up. Use your summons. <laughs> I know. You got hang in there, baby. Hang How in about there. you, Rebecca? Any anything you want to say before we wrap up? Uh, nope. All good. Just, I'll see you guys in a couple weeks. All right. Well, have a, have a nice. Uh, we, have a nice... we were calling out Larry. Rebecca and I were talking. We're like, Larry, don't tee us up to just say something we were not expecting. Yet. That's okay. Well, and I, you okay. did it. I, I spend a lot it. of time. I feel like I, I talk too much and I always want to make sure you both have a chance. So I just want to make sure that I'm not, uh, you know, that you, you have a moment to say, as, as we like to say in the corporate world, give you space. Hmm. <laughs> well, thank you for that. We'll just happily talk over you. It's, why, why change now? 
All right. We're All right, everybody. Thanks that. again. Uh, Jeff way. and I will be back next week. Rebecca will be back in a few weeks. Uh, we've got some nice stuff lined up for you. And uh, we'll talk to you later, everybody. And make sure you you know, subscribe, like, drop some comments down there in the YouTube comments. channel. Let us know what you think. Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, is your mom still reading them? I think she's starting to give up. Like, she, she kind of comes back every now and then. Like, after the International Women's Day episode, they had a lot of, uh, I'll say, constructive feedback for me. So now I think I'm going to be a little bit less like, here, this week's episode posted. Go watch it. So I'm sorry, Um, your family had constructive feedback or was it the commenters? Yeah, her and my dad both like they went through the comments and they also gave me a lot of feedback about my performance. Some of it was good. Some of it was constructive. I would hate to hear what your mom thinks about my performance on the Likewise. show. You <laughs> no. did great last week. No, weeks. she loves she loves you guys. It's it's just me, you know. That's okay. Well, she she can give us feedback as well. <laughs> okay. She's she's welcome to do that. Anyway, all right, everybody, have a great week of gaming. We'll catch up online. You can catch us on social. You see it here on the bottom there. If you want to follow Rebecca or Jeff or myself, you know how to find us on Twitter. Start at Major Nelson. I follow both Jeff and Rebecca, and uh, you can. Hit them up there. Rebecca's got a lot of great uh, photos she posts of food, and Jeff, it's usually all around uh, European football and coffee. <laughs> Correct. So now that we and and now Elden Ring. So all right, everybody. Big international weekend. Have a great uh, have a great weekend. Bye bye, everybody.